Well, hooey, hoo, hoo. <laughs> hey, that's Mike. That's your editor in chief. You're talking to like that. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I, 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 <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Mike, that was a great take. Dude. That was like the spit take. <laughs> we, we got our intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Today's date is Friday, November 1st, 2019. It is our week five, or week five, come on, off to a great start, guys. Week nine preview. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-hosts, Evan Hoovler and Mike Valverde. I usually start this podcast off by asking you guys how you're doing, but I'm going to say that I'm feeling great because I'm not under the yoke of the man anymore. Uh, we're recording this at 5.39. Woo! As of 5.30, I am no longer on the insurance company's payroll. It's 4.40, though. It's 4.40 now. Mike, how are you? You know, I... that's our bit That's our bit this time. Everybody say numbers wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work out great. <laughs> we'll just reverse everything. Uh, I'm doing great, except for my K-Rig. Like, I wanted coffee. I wanted some decaf, but my K-Rig decided that it wasn't going to work. Right now, it's a freaking like three hundred dollar K rig, and it and it just doesn't work. So you know what? I'm 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 not happy. You had I'm one sorry. job. It had literally one job. That's all. Pour water all through this container. Exactly. <laughs> Even a hard job. Yeah, Evan, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Halloween was successfully achieved. It's hard with two six year olds. So my favorite part of Halloween was we go to this haunted house and my kids duck in. And we wait outside, and these three adults come out, and they're like, shook. And I'm like, oh, was this, was this too much for them? And then my two six-year-olds come running out, and are like, the clown tried to kill me, and run right back <laughs> to the entrance. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my kid. That's amazing. Uh, how many, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is your guys' stomach aches from sneaking candy today? Uh, boys, how bad your stomach ache this morning from sneaking candy? <laughs> I don't think they snuck candy. My wife was with me, so we had we had uh, we got to do a man to man, what we call a man on man defense. Yeah, you didn't have to play zone on him. Yeah, not at all. It was awesome. That's awesome. So, all right, let's get some housekeeping out of the way before we get this party started. If you found us through Twitter or footballabsurdity.com, you can go ahead and subscribe to us if you like what we do here. We are on Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts. And Wherever you find us, we'd greatly appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, however they let you do that. Um, that's the only way we can get this thing up the charts. And like I said uh, last time, we're going to take over ESPN. Heck, we're going to take over Deadspin soon. They're <laughs> uh, they got demolished, uh, unfortunately. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm uh, at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Uh, Mike is RFL Red Zone. Evan is not on Twitter. He is on Facebook as Evan Hoovler. The best place to talk to us, though, if you want to chat with us, is our Discord. It's tiny.cc slash absurdity. Again, tiny.cc slash absurdity. Uh, it's a great place to go where if you have any questions, lineup stuff, uh, you want to make some bets, get some jerky from Evan. Um, Evan, you're, are, are, are those counting as business expenses, the jerky you're sending out to people? I mean, I have an accountant, so it's up to him <laughs> to figure out how to finesse that, but probably. Yeah. Know. So uh, it's a lot of fun. We do some uh, some some bets, uh, a lot of lineup questions. It was popping off today after the Josh Gordon news, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, if you want to support us, you can uh, check out in the description for the episode. There's a link to a T Public. 
uh, Beer Sheets shirt. Beer Sheets is our signature product here. Uh, another way you can help us out is um, you can go to patreon.com slash footballabsurdity or click the support button at the top of the website and uh, you can become a patron. That gets you access to a special uh, patrons-only channel on the Discord. It also gets you access to the second half of this episode that comes out on Tuesdays. Our Friday episodes, we ask ourselves, what are we looking for in these uh, these games coming up this weekend? And then on Tuesday, we do a little bit of a debrief um, on that. Um, or if you want to help us out another way, go to draft.com slash absurdity, promo code absurdity, do a little DFS. If you deposit 10 bucks, they'll give you a $3 token. It helps us out a lot. All right, boys. Thursday Night Football. Niners are 8-0. That, that's all we're going to talk about. The 49ers are 8-0. So they've secured their second 500 season um, under somebody that's not named Jim Harbaugh since uh, Steve Mariucci left, and I believe 2002. So feeling pretty no. good. Wait, yeah, no, because they um, they went to the the championship game so many times. Yeah, I said non-Harbaugh. So there was like a four-year uh -huh. Harbaugh uh -huh. reprieve from terribleness, but everything the other like all the other years were just awful. Um, you know, we had like Mike Singletary was the only other coach to go eight and eight, uh, other than Harbaugh. And now Shanahan's, uh, um, assured that. So, um, for fantasy, um, Kenyon Drake was amazing. Nobody thought he was going to do what he was going to do. Uh, did you guys, uh, have to desperation start him anywhere? I wish stupid teams with your running back awesomeness. Mike, what about you? Um, I don't really own him except for Dynasty, and normally you have to start anywhere between three and five running backs. So if I did own him, I'd probably put him in somewhere just to fill that uh, requirement. Right. I started him in Scott Fishbowl. So his 110 yards, I got nice. double double bonus. His 52 yards, triple bonus. Touchdown, first downs, 162 total yards. He scored me over 50 points in Scott Fishbowl scoring, and I had George Kittle who scored a touchdown, so I started off my week right. Correct me if uh, I'm wrong, but you're doing, you're starting to get some momentum in the Fishbowl. I am starting to get some momentum in the Fishbowl. I squeaked one out last week because I started Darren Fells. I'm off to a great start now. I'm en route to being, uh, after this week, I will, if everything holds up, I will be 6-3. and, three. and Are you, uh, uh, you going to top 50% of points scored? I don't know. I, I keep forgetting yes. to check that. <laughs> my, my and, goal, and it's MFL, so you got to like click on the thing that's hidden behind a thing. And, and sacrifice a goat. That's like what I can use people. the sacrificial goat for. I think you have to sacrifice a goat to find it. We um, need a ceremony. Yeah, and um, I do have a ceremony. We're opening a bottle of uh, Twisted, uh, uh, Twisted Oak Spaniard. It's a very uh, pricey, expensive, good wine that we usually ha only have on my birthday. So Perfect. There, good call. Th there you go. Um, I never knew what kind of wine to buy. There's so many different like flavors and stuff. How, how do you like? I mean, I'd go crazy like trying to figure so out. That's, that's why being that's a like, semi-pro alcoholic really comes in handy. You just you just buy the giant gallon box. There you go. Mike, I'll tell you the same thing that my my uh, my wine connoisseur uh, father-in-law told me. Do you know what you buy? Whatever you like. <laughs> how but, is your how is your father-in-law? Wait, is he actually a wine connoisseur? Oh, dude, yes. How is he so good at wine, but so bad at say Thanksgiving dinner? He's great at Thanksgiving dinner. That nope. was that was nope. no, no. He actually was not at that Thanksgiving that you're okay. talking about. He was. I not just at know that, that they don't let you cook the turkey, which is criminal. Well, that was my wife's aunt. Anyways, 49ers Thursday night football game. 
sorry, sorry, Jeff's father-in-law caught a stray bullet for me there. I yeah. Um, so the Kenyon Drake thing outside of that, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo finally uh, did the thing that uh, we had all been hoping that he would do, um, which was uh, which was not throw a boneheaded interception. He did not throw a boneheaded interception, and the Cardinals sold out to stop the run. Um, they were living in the Niners' backfield, and they were challenging Jimmy G to beat him, and that's exactly what happened. Um, Ooh. Says the guy who started Tevin Coleman in four leagues. That's what I was going to say next. The 49ers running back situation. Annoying. Tevin Coleman, 12 carries, 23 yards. Matt Breida, 15 carries, 78 yards. Um, I, I mean, if you average out what Tevin Coleman's done for you in the last six days, I guess you could yeah, be happy about that. I'm, I'm looking at him like, well, he got 37 points last week. So maybe just yeah. shut up, Evan. Yeah, it's a, it's. a. I think it's going to be annoying to own. Um, going forward, what do you guys think? Uh, Breda or Coleman? Coleman. 37 points. Sanders. Manny Sanders? Yeah, he's my guy. Oh, man. Manny Fair Sanders. Enough. That was it's, the next thing up on the notes. Jimmy to Manny looks like they've been playing together for years. That has been an incredible connection right on point in that game and the, the Carolina game where they have uh, uh, um, two touchdowns in two games from between Jimmy and uh, and Manny Sanders. It's a burn on those people who predicted Emmanuel Sanders to miss a lot of time because of injury. <laughs> who are those guys? Yeah, I'm pumped, though, because I I'm had one of those guys in my home league, and I got him, like, in the 14th round. So nice. if he stays with the 49ers, I'm just going to be all excited. I, I don't have anything to live for. I got, I got a 1-7 record in this damn home league. How did uh, Manny Sanders fall to the 14th round? Like, even I would have scooped him up, and I was industry low on him. Because... Because you you have you have to spend at least a day with with us in drafting in my home league we we don't we don't do conventional wisdom when it when it comes to our home league we are far far beyond conventional. all Colts all the way down Patriots <laughs> and Colts and whatever else oh, man. Uh, it's it's yeah it's it's yeah not good yeah that's that's great no Manny Sanders I was very I'm very happy with the acquisition and. Given what's going on in Denver now, I'm sure Emmanuel Sanders is very happy to be uh, 8-0 instead would, of dealing with that trash fire over there. I would very much like them to stay undefeated until they play uh, New Orleans. I would very much enjoy that, too. Very much enjoy that. So, um, George Kittle had a knee scare. Um, uh, people were being a little uh, irresponsible on Twitter, saying they think there might be an ACL and MCL injury. I saw, it wasn't your boy, uh, Dr. Morse. Uh, uh, Mike, it was some other guy I saw was being very irresponsible with a a uh, diagnosis of George Kittle mid game off of getting whacked in the knee. But um, M- uh, Kyle Shanahan said uh, MRIs looked good and he should be back at practice next week. So we all uh, uh, escaped a uh, a scare from George Kittle there. So anything else you guys want to add about Thursday night football? Are you, are you are you sure Nick Mullins wasn't in the jersey of Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, uh, Nick Mullins, baby! When you want when you want to turn a respectable twenty four point loss in the fourth quarter to a respectable seventeen point loss in the fourth quarter, Nick Mullins is your <laughs> boy. He's your guy. If you need if you need three drives when the defense is in prevent defense to score a touchdown, go ahead, go go get Nick Mullins. That is your man, dude. Yeah, he'll be the uh, him and uh, Jimmy G are going to be the only quarterbacks in town after the Broncos trade for uh, CJ Beathard next week. Oh yeah, that dude, I forgot about him. Yeah, so did everybody else who uh, wanted to forget, because uh, he did not play well for the Niners. I feel like 
four touchdowns, no interceptions, clearing 300 yards should be more than 30 points in standard leagues, but it's not. It's not. Hmm. That seems weird. Yeah, it's like 29. Huh, unusual. Well, he, he didn't really, well, he had a couple, like, five, six yard runs. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Evan. But what I, I do like watch when you a week, but I guess that's the passing state of passing uh, in today's NFL. I guess so. 304 is not exciting. So uh, let's move on from Thursday Night Football. Uh, let's get to the news. Uh, cover six. It's the six news things that you need to know uh, going into this weekend. And boy, howdy, was it hard to fit uh, six big news stories. A lot of stuff I just said, hey, we'll talk about this uh, when we get to that game. So uh these guys, before we get into the cover six, these are uh, guys who showed up on the injury report and uh, just uh, are expected to play. Uh, Dar- Sam Darnold, Demarius Thomas, Keenan Allen, Sterling Shepard, cleared concussion protocol finally. Eric Ebron, Jarvis Landry, OBJ, Edelman, DJX, Hollywood Brown, Curtis Samuel, and Philip Lindsay, all expected to play. Uh, not expected to play or already ruled out. Uh, Chris Herndon, dude's never going to play in a game. OJ Howard, Delaney Walker, Chris Thompson, Vernon Davis, Benny Snell, James Conner, we'll get to that a little bit later, and um, Will Fuller. Chris and Herndon's out? Chris Herndon is not expected to play. I think I picked him up and put him in some league. Wow. Yeah, and then too soon to tell, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, uh, Djax, and uh, D.D. Westbrook. Djax is conflicting reports. I do know he shows up in here twice. <laughs> so, all right, the cover six, the six biggest news stories. Patrick Mahomes. Still likely not playing. He ran with the twos this week. So this week, uh, KC takes on Minnesota. So Matt Moore against Minnesota. I mean, we're, we're starting Tyreek Hill. You can't get away from him. You can't get away from Travis Kelsey. But um, given what's going on with the running backs there and and no Pat Mahomes, are we hands off the, uh, the KC backfield this week? Every week. Every week. I've had some desperation uh, LaShawn McCoy plays that I've had to do. Uh, there are people in our Discord who are like, I have LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams, and I guess I just got to start the hot, the hot hand every week. And I'm like, just drop Damian Williams and start yeah, LaShawn so McCoy, dude. So you have, LaShawn, you have LaShawn McCoy in what should be hard. an empty roster spot. Uh, so, Mike, uh, what do you think? Hands off? It's kind of hard. I mean, every every I mean, we're almost into week nine now, and I keep forgetting that LaShawn McCoy is a chief. So, um, yeah, I would I would probably keep keep my hands off with all those because you yeah they're a passing team unless you're desperate yeah you guys will never guess who got some buzz this week saying that he's going to get more run who is everybody's who is everybody's favorite sleeper on case darwin. Darwin. darwin oh god he's back baby he's evolving into a great running back three carries for seven yards go ahead pick him up if you want that all right uh, this is where we have a brief moment of silence for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton, three to four weeks with a calf injury. Mike, you mm. you were you were wondering about uh, uh, number two wide receiver stepping up, and uh, last week you said uh, you don't know who it's going to be. Uh, with T.Y. Hilton out, who do you think is going to be the number one? Is it going to be Pascal? Is it going to be? Are they going to go to Doyle more? Uh, Naheem Hines? What's gonna What's gonna happen in this passing game? You think? It's going to be a free for all. Whoever's open, <laughs> it's going to get the ball. You, there. I mean, I I wouldn't even approach a waiver wire with any of them, unless you want to play one of them every week. That Hilton is out because one of them, Pascal Rogers, uh, uh, the rookie, can't think of his name off. Paris Campbell, 
one of those guys is going to go off one one week and the the missing weeks that are Hilton. But they're they're not going to you're going to they're going to be disappeared for the next two or three weeks. So if you want to pick one guy, go with him. But you have to go with him every week because he's going to think this adds value to Heinz. Uh, you no, know, because it, he's going to do what he the, the, his role, which is comes in every once in a while to catch a pass and you know that's it so it's no they're they're no no okay all right um so next one up cam newton's foot uh he went to uh green bay to see a specialist and the quote is is it's not getting better um kyle allen kind of showed last week that his ceiling is limited um so um I mean, do you guys think we see Cam Newton again this year? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. What are we doing with our Moors and our Samuels? This is this is. Play them if you have to. Um, they're nothing more than a flex option. Yeah, you kind of st- have to stop feeling good about them um, being in your lineup, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah. I yeah. On there. Yeah, I have Curtis Samuel, and I just keep looking at him and kind of like squinting at him, like, "Buddy, I really wish I could, uh, could, uh, could play you, but I really can't right now." Just so. throw it to Christian McCaffrey thirty times a game. Yeah, yeah. We'll right. get, we'll, you want to we'll win, get... or you want to like be fair and share the ball to everybody? Yeah. Do you want to get fancy, or do you want to do like when I'm when I'm down in Madden and I run the same, I spam the same play over and over <laughs> with that route? That route where you have the halfback run two the side of the tackles and then cut into the middle is so broken. Oh, the Texas. Yeah. That's really broken. What was also broken when, uh, when Kaepernick was, in, was in the league, um, was, uh, if you run a halfback wheel and you roll out behind the halfback, what'll happen is there, since nobody's uh, accounting for Kaepernick, uh, the guy covering, if it's zone, the guy that's supposed to cover the running back goes towards Kaepernick. And if it's man, he goes with the running back. And so no matter what happens, you always get six or seven yards because you're oh, just there's running a out. similar thing. When uh, <laughs> Barber's on the, the, the Vikings, you'd call a screen to Adrian Peterson and just have Sidney Rice go long. And you everybody just run to the same side of the field and you have uh, one more option there to see where they cover. Yeah, that play, that play worked 10 times out of 10. So um, great stuff in the episode where we have a hard out in an hour. So uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Joe Flacco to IR with uh, he has a, 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 a issue with the disc in his neck. And I had to be very specific there to not transpose any sounds so that I didn't have to edit the podcast. Um, he hit IR because he uh, made uh, John Elway upset. He, ma- he, he made him fussy. Um, Brandon Allen is starting. Maybe Drew Locke's coming back. Or should we have sold high on Cortland Sutton when um, Emmanuel Sanders got traded? I'm shocked to be living in a world where Joe Flacco was the fantasy provider, but yeah. Mike, what do you think? I, I don't think we selling high was probably the answer because he was doing fine, I, I, but you know what I mean? So it, I, no, I don't think he can predict injury and, and assume that, especially in such a small sample size with, with, with that situation. No. Yeah. But That's I, let, let me rephrase that. Are we going to wish that we sold high? <laughs> hey, is there is your throat pretty much your entire neck? Uh, right? Your neck's mostly throat, right? 
I would say so, yeah. So I guess you could say Joe Flacco had an injury because there was a disc in his throat. Number two, James Conner, Benny <laughs> Snell are likely not playing this weekend. I'm just moving past that, Evan. We're not doing. We're not going there. <laughs> so Jalen Samuels is uh, probably getting the getting the start here against um, against Indianapolis. Mike, how's that Colts run defense? They're okay. Uh, yeah, they're they're okay. They did it. They did. Well, okay, so there, it just depends. Like, against the Raiders, Josh Jacobs ate, ate him alive, just just ate him alive. But they were missing Darius Leonard and stuff. But the, the against the Broncos, they completely shut it down. So, But they also have Joe Flacco, and, you know, you could just stack the box. But, yeah, I think it just depends on the matchup. Okay, okay. Um, so what do you guys think? Like, running back? Stack the box? Where do you think Samuels lines up this week, though? Stack the box, Stack but the then box. like, but then like Deontay and Juju are just gonna roam around the great unexplored frontier of the deep field. <laughs> <laughs> Open as Lewis and Clark were once in Pioneer America. Okay, then. All right. Um, Maybe so they'll be the Donner they... Party exploring in in a. <laughs> So so Jalen Samuels, uh, what are we what are we what are we looking at? Like running back, like uh, fifteen through twenty somewhere in there. I paid eighty three dollars of my hundred dollar budget for him in our craft beer league. Wow! I need running back help. And wow! There's I'd still so. a chance. There's still a chance that Connor could go on IR. Not that I'm rooting for such a thing because that's cruel. But if he does, I don't know. Uh, can can Samuels just get like a blood transfusion from Eckler, and then be Eckler in the slot? I don't think that's how football works. But um, but yeah, that's how biology I, works. If I had him, I'd be trying to slot him in um this week, especially with uh, uh you know you've got if you've got Gurley, he's out. You've got the New Orleans situation. You got Mixon. You got Freeman. You got guys that you drafted high all out this week. So. You might not be able to get away with Jalen Samuels if you are from Jalen Samuels if you're a Connor Oder. So, the number one news story this week: he's not playing this weekend. Okay, they already said that. But uh, Josh Gordon did not clear waivers. Evan, I know you know where he went. Mike, did you see this happened within the last like hour, hour and a half? Uh, Josh Gordon going to a team. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going what to. What team is it? The XFL, Seattle Dragons. Uh, well, it is the Seahawks. And, I mean, Josh Gordon hasn't done anything of value, really, since 2013. So, um, I don't think going to a team that throws the ball the fifth fewest times in the league is going to change much um, for him. But, um, I mean, if Josh Gordon was on your waiver wire, would you go pick? Would you go snatch him up just to see? Or Definitely you- writing your article that's titled, Should I Pick Up Josh Gordon? Uh, and the answer to that, which I've been saying repeatedly on our Discord, he was passed over by 27 teams. Mm-hmm. 27 teams who um, needed help. Already, yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, eight if you count New England. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, I. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's not like he's playing in, you know washington or something that effect where the offense is just trash so he does have an mvp quarterback going throwing to him yeah exactly so i why why not i mean you give it a try i'm not expecting anything 
but it, you know, roll the dice if you need to and yeah. see if it explodes. Yeah. I was rooting for him to go to the Colts. That was uh, it. Yeah, like it looks like you guys need a little help. Let's uh, let's keep this Colt train running for Mike. That would have been a good pick. Right Not there. Sure. They were never going to go with him. They, they had the cap space. They do, but they they'll they'll never go with players that are like that. They never do. Yeah, that's fair. All right, then. So, all right. And uh, so uh, we'll get this. Uh, Devontae Adams, there's not much to say. Uh, it sounds like he's probably playing this weekend, but it, uh, I refuse to have the same story and discussion that we've had the last two weeks. <laughs> about yeah, Devontae Adams I have a bunch of stuff to say about him when we talk about Green Bay. Yeah. So and, I'm then, say and we'll talk about Dwayne Haskins uh, being named a starting quarterback in Woo-hoo! that preview. Ohio State. Because I do not. I have. I dug up some numbers that are not kind to Mr. Dwayne Haskins. So, all right, boys. All right. That's the news. Let's move on to the fun part. We got one hour here to get through this. So we got, got a little bit of a lightning round, uh, to get through this and then get to our DFS lineup. So we'll just get going right away. Houston and the Jags, 6.30 AM in London, 46 and a half point over under Houston are one and a half point favorites on the neutral field. And, um, you know, I'll get my question out of the way. Are you guys crazy enough to watch this game? Evan, you'll already be up because you're boys, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's actually a daylight savings, too, so you get an extra hour of sleep. So it's more oh, like Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm definitely watching this game then. Mike, are you smarter than me? <laughs> you know, it, it, if I do decide to get up, it would be for a game like this. Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying no, I, I won't get up. But, um, yeah, it would be something I'd be interested in for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good game, Houston and the Jags. Uh, so we'll get right into the questions. Evan wants to know if uh, Houston will field a secondary or just have like 11 DBs out there faking coverage and yeah, then bring in the house. defense right now is like a puzzle you buy at Goodwill. We're like, it's going to be missing some key pieces for sure. Yeah, J.J. Watt out for the season. Um, so the, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, and, and that kind of rolls into my question is I want to see what they do. Uh, in a post-J.J. Watt world, what does the defense look like? Because it was a plus matchup for quarterbacks already. It was a great matchup for wide receivers. And I know J.J. Watt doesn't cover wide receivers, but it's easier for a quarterback to get the wide receiver a ball when he doesn't have J.J. Watt in his face every play. So I'm curious what uh, post-J.J. Watt uh, uh, Houston Texans defense looks like. Good job and, trading away Clowney. Yeah, well, Clowney wasn't going to play for him. So, I mean, it's it It sucks for them they were kind of in a in a bad position but uh go ahead and look at uh the haul that they got and what it turned into uh because it is uh yeah it's true it's bleak it's bad what they ended up getting for clowny they had to trade clowny but they didn't have to end up with that return so Everybody all right mike has a has a 500 record or better oh yeah it's a strong division it's the second best division behind the nfc west best division in football best division in sports because we established the run speaking of establishing the run in the nfc west so, Mike, what do you think the odds are that Carlos Hyde gets 100 yards and a touchdown? That sounds like a great game. Yeah. And absolutely, I think I think he does. Uh, yeah. Jackson, Jackson 17th against the rush. Um, last time they met, Hyde ran for 90 yards. Uh, he didn't score, but that's 10 yards closer to 100 than a he lot. Gets a, he gets a 10-yard touchdown, and he's good to go. He's a, yeah, Absolutely. So, I say that, I say that, uh, you know, he does hit 100 yards and he does get one touchdown, even though he only has one game of 100 plus yards and only three touchdowns on the year, but he hits the double bonus. 
100 yards plus and a score. I'd love that. I'd love that a lot as a, uh, a, a Carlos Hyde, I guess, truther. Is I guess what you'd call me? Eek. Yeah. I'm the All Tim right. Jones if this is a Carlos Hyde truther cult. What's more modern <laughs> reference? Alex Jones? There you go. <laughs> All right. Next one up is Washington at Buffalo. 10 a.m. start. It is a 37 point over under, which is the lowest of the week, and it is a Buffalo nine and a half point favorite game. This is Dwayne Haskins' first start of his career. So uh, Evan wants to know. Let, let's talk about Dan Snyder's uh, uh, mode of travel, Evan. Yeah, like I tried to come up with a fancy question here, but you know, if you're starting them out of necessity, you're starting them out of necessity. If you got a better player, you're starting a better player. There's not a lot of Oh, is Terry McLaurin going to all of a sudden be great with this mediocre quarterback going on? I want to know if Dan Snyder will stop writing in a limo and just just fully embrace it and come to the game in a garbage truck. Did you catch that this week, guys? A Trent Williams, their their stud lineman, ended his mm-hmm. holdout, ended his holdout, and they were like, okay. And then they reported, you know, I guess uh, you know he came and he passed all his physical tests, but man, I guess he had a problem with how his helmet fit. And then 24 hours goes by, and finally Trent Roman comes out and goes, uh, I had a cyst in my brain for six years I was asking you to examine, and you finally did while I was holding out, and it's a brain tumor that's malignant, and you removed it from my head, and that is why my helmet does not fit. Do not try to make me seem like I am Antonio Brown 2.0. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough go of things for... Uh... For uh, 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 Trent Williams in the in the in Washington this on week on Washington's Facebook page, everyone's defending their the, the Redskins, and it's like, have you not seen their history of mismanaging injuries? It's legendary. Yeah, it's it's bad news. It's not great. Um, so that now I understand the dar- garbage truck question. Speaking of garbage trucks, Mike, uh, the uh, the Bills rush defense. You think that uh, Adrian Peterson is going to put on a display this weekend, huh? Yeah, you know, he, he's actually doing pretty good as far as what, you know, someone who's like 85 years old. Uh, so the the intriguing part about this whole thing is the Bills defense. Well, they've been stopping the run all over the place, but they go and play the Eagles and the Eagles just go for over 200 yards on the ground. Uh, and most of that was done by Jordan Howard. And if you look at Jordan Howard and you look at the age of Adrian Peterson, they're kind of the same kind of plotter. So if Jordan Howard could do it, maybe Adrian Peterson can do it. And was it just a bad game for the Bills defense? We don't know. But we'll find out. If Adrian Peterson can go with 23 carries and 85 yards and maybe a score, uh, questions are going to bound about that Bills defense. I'd love that, too, since I have him in the goon fishbowl. So I would be very happy with that um, with that outcome. Uh I think it might be difficult because of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So Dwayne Dwayne Haskins is getting his first start. And I was looking at his uh, pro football. And my question is, is does Dwayne Haskins embarrass himself in his first start? And given that's against the Bills' uh, pass defense, I would say yes. But it gets worse than that. So um, I was looking at the his pro football reference page when I was kind of looking at this question, see what he's done so far. So do you guys know what adjust, adjusted net yards per passing attempt is? Sounds like the whip of football. It basically is. So what it does is it accounts for pass yards um, and and uh, sacks, interceptions, passing touchdowns. So it is a formula. Um, so it, it's not 
it's not a statistic you see out there on the field. It is more, it's kind of like war, uh, more than whip, but it is, uh, uh, something that, um, you can use to kind of calculate what a quarterback's doing that accounts for sacks, interceptions, and touchdowns, uh, through 22 pass attempts. Um, Dwayne Haskins not only has the worst average net yard or adjusted net yards per attempt, he has it by a long distance. He has negative 3.04 adjusted net yards per attempt. Colt McCoy is second with one. The difference between Haskins and McCoy is the same difference between McCoy and, and Daniel Jones, who's 10th. So he's had to say that he's been off to a rough start so far is like redefining the term rough start. Like, it is ugly what, what he's put up so far in his first 22 pass attempts. So um, I have a feeling he's very much going to embarrass himself this weekend. And um, that number can only go up. Uh, the worst rookie number was um, Alex Smith in 2005. They've only been calculating this the last like uh, 19 years or so, I think, since 2000. So Alex Smith's uh, 2005 was 1.1. And that was the worst for a rookie. So. We'll see what he does. That number should only go up, but um, it's uh, what he's done so far has not been uh, not been very pretty. So, all right, next one up, Minnesota at Kansas City. This one has when I checked, I I get my lines from ESPN. They had uh, no no over under, no favorite, likely because of the Patrick Mahomes question. So, um, Mike, tell me about Stefan Diggs. Stephon Diggs is being pretty consistent. I mean, if, if, if you want to know about consistency, the guy has uh, four, seven catch games in the last five, and seven exactly. So I, I, that 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 number is kind of freaking me out a little bit. But <laughs> um, and he's he's just done great. Uh, the 453 yards, three touchdowns. Even though those three touchdowns all came against Eagle, the Eagles. And we all know that the Chiefs just give it up. Um, they, when it comes to scoring points, they're they're a bend don't break defense, but you're going to get a lot of yards. So I'm I'm really big on Stephon Diggs. The only question though is Adam Thielen and his role because mm-hmm. he should, he should be coming back. So is Stephen Diggs Stephon Diggs going to go back to what he was the first couple games because Adam Thielen is now. Uh, bigger priority i i don't know but that should be interesting to find out no no they're gonna throw it all over the place yeah i mean and and i mean mike do you think maybe it's a jackpot situation where he got seven 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 and this is the week where he really pays out i need to know yeah absolutely okay gonna feast like an old man at a country kitchen buffet yeah, I, I agree. I think Stefan Douglas definitely has one game left, and then they'll go more back to the Thielen situation. That old adage that we know and love, right, Evan? <laughs> the the country kitchen cafe or whatever it was you said. Um, buffet. Buffet. Sorry. You're on, sorry. You're on something awful. Haven't you read the, the 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 blog by the guy who just goes to country buffet and watches people, and it's hilarious? I can't say that I I'll have. Link it. It's really good. But I do have a question for you. How is Cousins going to – and then I had to go put in a radio edit in there so I didn't accidentally read the word you used. How does Kirk Cousins mess this up for my fantasy teams? Yeah, listen, Kirk Cousins, because you know you know he's a, he's a fan of us. He's an avid points, listener. 35 points, 38 points. I was like, wow, you figured it out. Going all in against Washington, 
11 points. Hmm. What What's going on, man? I have you in 40%. I have you started in 40% of my leagues this week. That's 4 out of 10. That's easy enough math to do. How, is there a way that somehow, is there a game script where Cousins doesn't throw a billion times deep somehow? Like mm-hmm. Matt Moore comes crashing back to Earth, like that satellite in Australia, Skylab? I, I, I can't see a way. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. So, Mike, what about you? I, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, I agree. All right, then. We're in agreement. That was easy. Uh, my question is, uh, what does the Kansas City running back carousel look like now, or are we just getting off of it entirely? And we had kind of already covered talking about that. So in the interest of time, let's just move on to Jets at the Dolphins. 42.5 point over under. The Jets are three-point road favorites. Uh, Mike, tell me about uh, 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 the Dolphins. You want to know about the Dolphins? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking over this game, and the Jets are a really strong defensive team. And, well, they really don't have much to offer anyways. But I think Sam Darnold, uh, Robbie Anderson are probably going to have a lot of, a lot of yards con- uh, connection against that poor Miami defense. But my interest and my scope is, does the Dolphins have any fantasy-relevant player that you could plug in? And- oh, come on, Mike. you got to use the term you used <laughs> Doc, dude, <laughs> I found that delightful. The finish? <laughs> yeah, finish. P H I N. Did they have any finish? Uh, now on, Dolphin <laughs> players are from Finland. <laughs> um, and, and Dolph might be finished in itself. In that name, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But um, Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's from Sweden, actually. Uh-huh. Um, uh, who knows? But, there's there's no way to know, right? No way to not have the technology right now. <laughs> Subliminally, Jeff is telling me to move on. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, th- I think Mark Mark Walton is is definitely going to be that player for the Dolphins. He's done great since since taking on on that role. Uh, you know, he's he's had some criminal problems in the past, so hopefully that's over and. He definitely could be the bell cow. The only negative I see about Walton is that once they get near the goal line, Kalen Balazs becomes sort of the Jeff Wilson of, of uh, goal line backs, and he's going to have to score from, you know, seven, eight yards out to, to get a touchdown in. But I don't know, Miami doesn't really even score touchdowns. So count on yardage, but not a score. All right, then. All righty. Um, I have uh, Devontae Parker. As one of my sleepers this week, so uh, we'll see if that if, if he's uh he's valuable. So uh, Evan, your question, my question, kind of roll together, but you want to know if uh, Sam Darnold is going to look great against this Sam, Miami defense? Will Sam Darnold look throw a touchdown against the horrible defense? And truthers will be like, see, and I'll be like, whatever, and they'll be like, no, and I'll be like, <laughs> biting my knuckles. Is that that's going to be all next week on social that, media? That's Super how it's going to play out. Oh my god. Should I pick up Sam Donald and drop a guy? And oh, no, dude, Sam Donald. I mean, yeah, he's gonna look good against the against Miami, and I want to know if this is gonna be a get-right game for the Jets. And and we're kind of saying the same thing, but with uh, different uh, uh, inflection. 
where it's like, hey, the Jets are going to have this great uh, this great game this week. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, if you've held on to guys like uh, like Darnold, Robin or um, Robbie Anderson, uh, those type of things will pay off for you. So we'll see how that how that one goes in this one. So uh, the second 42 and a half point over under game in a row. There's three of them in a row that have the same over under Chicago at Philly. 42 and a half point over under, like I said, Philly, four and a half point road favorites. That's a little, little shocking, but uh, the Bears have looked really bad. Um, so, Mike, Jordan Howard revenge game? I'm thinking so. Uh, the, the the Eagles are, are basically, I think, a running team now. Um, and But the, the Bears, they're, they're sort of middle of the road, so I, I think – that side is probably going to be pumped up to try to stop uh, their buddy, Jordan Howard. Uh, Also, the thing is, is how many carries he's going to get. He had the most last week, which was 23, but he is averaging 4.4 yards a carry. And the Eagles are not going to want to throw against that vaunted passing defense of the Bears. So my, my opinion is that you could probably pencil in Jordan Howard for 70 yards and a score. 70 yards to score. None of them through the air. <laughs> no, that, that's no. Miles Sanders' territory. Yeah, he's not at Leonard Fournette uh, uh, capabilities just yet. He's not that amazing pass catching back like uh, I'm uh, uh, Leonard Fournette, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Evan wants Evan's making a plea to the Bears to give ev- the ball to uh, Tariq Cohen and, and Allen Robinson. So, I, Evan, yeah, make your plea. I Trubisky wasn't great. We hear how much Wally loves Trubisky, and <laughs> Wally starts using those flowery adjectives. You're like, oh, okay, this guy's going to... Wally's really smart, but once he falls in love, you're like, oh, this is over. So in my big money league, I'm like, all right, they're going to probably do a lot of behind-the-line scrimmage passes. Let me get Tariq Cohen here, and they're probably just going to line up, you know, Allen Robinson, the best receiver, on Trubisky's right, because he's got the Zoolander, can't throw left. And then uh-huh. we'll just throw it there. So I got those two guys. And why don't they just call those plays every game? Trubisky sucks, so plan around them. Either deep or behind the line. Just don't throw it in the middle because that's where other players on the other team are. Matt Nagy, dude, win some games. Come on. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's hope they do that. Or they run it back with David Montgomery, who they finally, you know, yeah, they, ex- they exclaimed. Nagy exclaimed that he's not stupid, so he gave uh, – uh, um, David Montgomery, 27 carries, which is only the second time he's gotten over 20 uh, carries on the season, and uh, 135 yards on the ground, 12 yards in the air, and a touchdown. That's what fantasy owners have been waiting for, right? Yeah, that was nice to see. I don't know if they lost though, so I'm worried that Nagy will be like, "Oh, that's that wasn't the right idea." He's like, "I'm not I stupid. I throw it a bunch." He's not. I'm not stupid. I know we can't run the ball. They just had to make sure it was established, and now they can go back to passing. All right. So speaking of passing, Indy at Pittsburgh, and uh, uh, 42.5 point over under, Indy one-point favorites. And I say speaking of passing because, Mike, you have the same question that I had when I went in to talk about it. Jake uh, Jake the Rake, what happened? Rake. What happened, Rake? I, I, you he know, cleans up. He does, and maybe maybe that's what uh, we should have done in California before all those forest fires, according to Trump. You know, we all right, should, yeah, like, we should have raked more. Uh, all right, Donnie. All right, Donnie. Whatever you say, bud. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, he, he just he just flat out the the Broncos just flat out just 
covered everybody really well. He couldn't really find anybody open. I think he had the second or third most rushing attempts um, all season. Most part, he just sits in the in the pocket and just you know finds somebody uh, and throws the ball. But against the Broncos, that didn't happen. Uh, so they're definitely the Steelers are not the Broncos. They they uh, are probably twice as bad uh, as as the Broncos, considering the Broncos are like the third toughest passing defense in football. Uh, so it's going to be tough regardless. Uh, they're ninth. The Steelers are ninth against fantasy quarterbacks, um, but. They've given up the goal to Tom Brady, who threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 300 yards and three touchdowns. And even Phillip Rivers, 320 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. I, I think, you know, the, he's going to fall anywhere between those yard, the, those quarterbacks. I'd say about 290 and two scores. So you could pencil him for 290 yards and two touchdowns. You know what I think? 200. 89 yards and two what? touchdowns. What? No, you did not. I just, you know what I did? I just prices right. One yard, one touchdown. I just prices righted you. What? You yeah. just got TPIR'd. Yeah, you got TPIR'd, baby. Closest without going over. Mike, it's all over. It's all what? over. No. <laughs> no. Mike's flabbergasted. <laughs> what, the, what? You can't do that. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wow. All right. Evan, Deontay, Samuels, what's going on here? Yeah, Deontay like, Johnson, Jalen. Well, is Waleed playing the long game with Deont telling me to keep Deontay Johnson? I don't know. I picked Deontay Johnson as the number two in the preseason, so I guess I was playing the long game too. But the waiver wire, in terms of rest of season, not immediate, has been tough. It feels like everybody went week one, all those wide receivers. And after that, it's been like, oh, well, maybe I should pick up Mar Mark Walton because he's the number one guy in the Dolphins. It's like, no, none of these people are going to help you. So this week, it feels like Deontay and Samuels might have promising rest of the year stuff going on. So can they just go out there and show it? Or are they just going to go ahead and, and poop the bed, and then I don't, and I feel justified in my no trades, never pay attention to the waiver wire attitude. All right then, yeah, Evan hates trades. It's uh, I don't think I've traded this year. I was looking, I was trying to make a few, but I'm like, eh, not interested. It's auction, you know. I want my guys, so I got them. If I wanted your guys, I would have already gotten your guys. <laughs> Fair enough. So one of the downsides of being the host is that you uh, kind of forget uh, what, what questions you put into the questions doc. And so you ask him when T.Y. Hilton is out. So I already asked if it was a Jack Doyle season. So we'll just go ahead and move along to Tennessee at Carolina. The Ryan Tannehill, Kyle Allen Bowl that we all thought we, we were getting at the beginning of the season. 42 point over under Carolina, three and a half point favorites. Mike, is Ryan Tannehill the real deal? Yeah. And, you know, I... I, I, I I don't know. It, it can't be true, right? It, it can't be true that Ryan Tannehill is this good because he's never been this good. And But the last two games, he's gotten five touchdowns, just one interception. Tennessee is flying high with this guy, probably kicking themselves that they didn't put him in week one because for some reason they're married to Marcus Mariota. I don't know. Uh, and Mariota. Mariota, Droidiota. Uh I don't know what what's very odd with children. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so um, the only game that Tannehill struggled was his first game. That was against the Broncos, and I've already covered how good that defense is. So I, I he even you know so you can't even blame him for that. But 
Carolina is really good against the pass as well. They allow the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. And I say if he can do well here in this game against the Panthers, then he should be on the top of everybody's stream list as far as quarterbacks go. All right. All right, then. Yeah, I, I was uh, I, I I thought, you know, Tannehill did could do OK. He couldn't certainly couldn't do worse than Marcus Marietta. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the narrative where they're like, well, maybe Tannehill was holding Devonte Parker back when he got traded. And it yeah. turns out, no, Miami was holding everybody back. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it was uh, Adam Gase was holding everybody back. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I made the you know, the uh, the the guy, the meme with the two buttons and then he's like sweating. I made it the uh, the episode description. That's all I can think about with the half the people saying that Marcus Mariota was being held back by the Titans and the other half saying that Ryan Tannehill was going to unlock Corey Davis. It's like, which narrative is true, guys? Which narrative is true? And then so uh, Evan wants to know, we talked a little, uh, Mike talked a little bit about it, but Evan, you want like one guy to get like 10 targets each yeah, for Tannehill and Kyle Allen. Aaron and Allen are sharing the ball, spreading it around. That is so selfish from the point of view of a fantasy football owner. Just pick a guy. You know, I've got A.J. Brown. Somebody else is sitting on Corey Davis. Maybe I just, just pick a guy. Stop stop being so rude. Uh, uh, that was more of a plea uh, than a... <laughs> Why you gotta be so rude? There, there you go. Person. I'm gonna pass it to you, John. Ooh, there we go. Nailed it. Got I like that one. I did like that one very much. There we go. All right. So I want to know if uh, the 49ers exposing Kyle Allen as a as an absolute fraud will cause uh, Ron Rivera to lean on Christian McCaffrey even harder. Um, if he gets nine carries and a target, uh, he might beat Leonard Fournette into the 150 carry 50 target club so far this year. Uh, Leonard Fournette's uh, uh, 163 carries and 45 targets, uh, kind of uh, all the way up there in touches. But um, to reach those thresholds, uh, Christian McCaffrey might beat him there. If he gets uh, one target and nine carries, so uh, that's that's the real uh, thing that everybody's going to be looking for with bated breath in that Jags game to see if uh, Leonard Fournette gets five targets to reach that uh, that that lofty 150-50 club, the you know the the week nine 150-50 club that everybody talks about. You know you can't turn on NFL Network without hearing anybody talk about this. That's it's a joke. It's something I literally made up for this. Jeff, I need you to oh, make a sound edit. I need you to make a sound edit after. I say, why you got to be so rude? And you say, pass it to John New. Uh, please edit Mike saying, I'm going to Marietta anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not going to do that. Detroit and Oakland. That's too much work. Too much work. Detroit and Oakland. 50 and a half point over under. Evan, your boys are favorites. What? In the year of our Lord 2019? So good. I mean, this has been a great season. So I just want to know, Oakland favorited win. Are they going to lose by 14 points or more? Over or under? Because this uh, is what they do. I think they'll Fool win. me for 25 years of my formative life. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, Evan, maybe they'll win. Did you ever think of that? No. Oh, okay. not, oh, Jeff, do you not know me? <laughs> when you're a pessimist, every time you're wrong, it's cool. That's true. You're either correct or pleasantly surprised. Yes. So that's Mike, I, Josh Jacobs, if you want a question from me, Josh Jacobs, you, are you that stud? Because you're looking like it. 
And Mike wants to know about Josh Jacobs or this uh, Lions running back by committee. I think uh, I think they're working me out next week. Mike and uh, and Evan, I think you guys are going to be worked out next week too. Yeah, I'm the plotter guy. They they need a plotter guy. I I, I can plot. You're the battering ram. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can run a forty in seven seconds, but you know I can get the job done. Oh, look so, at this guy who can run a forty without throwing up. Brag more. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't say I, I couldn't can, throw up. I can drink that, a 40 in seven <laughs> seconds. Where's my tryout? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm going to see that. Um, anyways, so the, the Lions are just garbage against the run. They they rank like 31st in fantasy points allowed. So everybody just runs on this team like no other. Uh, so, but the Lions, they... They also can run the ball pretty good as a team. I mean, this team is definitely splitville when it comes to, as you mentioned, an RBBC, probably an RBBBBB. <laughs> but uh, so a they big, a big beautiful committee. Yeah, yeah, big beautiful. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and 97 yards, they, they put up about 97 yards a game uh, for Jacobs. He does about 89 yards per game, so it's kind of close in that situation. Uh, but even though it's hard to beat a team in, in rushing a whole team, I, I, I'm saying that the Raiders will. I think they're going to establish the run. I think they're going to give Jacobs um, a lot of eating, and I, I, I see him rushing for 105 yards and the Lions only rushing for 90. Wow. I, I could definitely see that happening. Josh Jacobs has been a beast, and uh... – uh, despite Mike's love for him, Ty Johnson did disappointed last week. Oh, that was crazy. You know who the Lions are missing? Some sort of bell cow. Some sort of, like, uh, carry on Johnson, maybe. Some sort of bell cow. What I, I'm just moving on. I'm not giving you a chance to respond, Mike. <laughs> I want to know, because Oakland is bad against tight ends this year, and I want to know if TJ Hawkinson scores a touchdown and tricks people into keeping him on their roster for one more week, because it feels like last time people got fed up with TJ Hawkinson, he scored a touchdown, and now he's still hanging around on rosters despite not doing much. I think the good matchup, he scores a touchdown and tricks us into keeping him keeping him around for another uh, another few weeks. So, someone likes uh, Hawkinson. Isn't More like TJ Suckinson. TJ <laughs> TJ Droppinson, TJ, uh, yeah, TJ Suckinson. All right, next game up, Tampa Bay at Seattle. The highest over-under of the week, I do believe. Yes, it is, 51.5 points. Seattle, 4.5 favorites. Evan wants to know about Chris Godwin, Mike's Mike's favorite player. Chris Godwin is currently the number one average points per game wide receiver in fantasy, number one overall. And I want to know, like, is this obviously probably will regress it's hard to stay on the top but is this top tier wide receiver one say top six overall is he going to finish in the top six overall to start the season to finish the season even if you want to use time linearly (laughs) that's what i'm watching for because if he starts to dip maybe if he has a bad game maybe i try and trade for him if he has another number one overall game maybe i kind of trade him away i don't know Wow, trade Look away. at me talking like I actually trade, but whatever. Yeah. What are you what are you looking for with Chris Godwin? Would you trade him for Mike Evans? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. You hear yeah. that, Mike? You hear that, Mike? Yeah. I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it all. Well, will you ignore if Russell Wilson gets 300 pass yards and three scores? No, I would not. Because I believe that that's what's going to happen. I, 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 yeah, I, I, this Tampa Bay defense, they're not going to stop anybody. And the way Russell Wilson is just rolling through everybody, regardless of who, who's playing against him. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at uh, probably about 350 yards and three touchdowns against the, uh, the Bucks this week. Wow. That's uh, that's uh, uh, not. I would say it's a good game. <laughs> Where are those touchdowns going? We're, we're going one to one to Metcalf, two to Lockett. How's how are those touchdowns being distributed? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, I would, yeah. I mean, because I don't. I mean, maybe one to uh, uh, Brown. Uh, Jerron Brown. Wow. Yeah. That's um. That's uh quite the uh the the bold prediction. I think it's gonna be two to DK, two no, more red no. zone touchdowns. It's gonna be zero to DK, two to uh, uh Lockett and one to Brown. Yeah. If, if 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 Metcalf catches three touchdowns in one quarter, do the refs just call the game on account of DKO? Boom. Evan. Coming with the dad jokes. Yeah. Evan. Evan. Optima Evan. Kids Carnival. Evan, this is a serious situation here, okay? I need you to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> My question was about Josh Gordon, but he's not playing this weekend. So uh, is uh, Rashad Penny the worst uh, first-round running back pick of all time? Next question. <laughs> next game up. Uh, Cleveland at Denver. Huh? I like Rashad Penny. Well, he's being outplayed by a seventh-round pick. So. Yeah, how many... How many... How many running backs are, are better than Chris Carson? That's why I was saying it was a bad pick, because they already had Chris Carson on the roster. Fair. I wasn't saying that he's bad as a player. I was saying it's a wasted pick. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a wasted so, pick, because he can't get on the field because of how good Chris Carson's been. And Royce Freeman, too. I mean, that that's probably a wasted pick as well. Well, Freeman's getting, you know, he's in a he's in a committee with Lindsey. He's at least getting on the field. That's true. Yeah, case. yeah. So and uh, uh, um, yeah, it was, P- Penny was such a wasted pick. Technically, the, I think they were back-to-back picks because I think uh, Carson was the last pick in the seventh round for the uh, Seahawks the year before they picked Penny in the first round. So it was like they ma- took running backs and back-to-back picks. And uh, well, I guess technically the one they took first was the better one. So I guess that works out. I don't know. I don't know. Cleveland at Denver, 39 point over under Cleveland, four point favorites. And uh, this game is uh, it's going to be ugly. I think um, I my question is, is how badly is Brandon Allen going to die? Uh, Broncos allow sacks at a top five rate about nine percent of the time. And the Browns have sacks about nine percent of the time. Also a top five rate. So it's going to be a lot of Brandon Allen on his butt. I think I think this is going to be. Uh, Cleveland just uh, shellacking the poor uh, um, Broncos offense and um, and uh, Mike, wh- what Miles do you think? Miles Garrett over under two and a half sacks. Miles Garrett uh, under. He's not getting three sacks. He's not Nick Bosa here. <laughs> there, Ohio State. Ohio State. Uh, Mike, who has more passing yards, Baker or Brandon? Yeah, can you can you guys believe this is actually even a legitimate question? Yeah, 
I can't even believe Brandon Allen's a legitimate person. So exactly right, and and, and it's an honest question. Hold yeah. on, his, his parents' marital status when he was born is not under question here, Jeff. All right, fine. <laughs> Mike, continue. Uh, so yeah, I I I'm I'm just that's how bad Mayfield's been playing is the fact that some guy who's never had a regular season snap in the four or five years he's been a quarterback is an actual competition with Baker Mayfield. And, you know, Baker Mayfield uh, can, you know, shove it where, you know, but, yeah, he's a punk, and I think Allen's going to beat him just because Mayfield is punking and he cry to a bunch of press and about how bad he's playing and frustrated because he's not anything this year. Mike's so upset he's turning into a werewolf there in the background. Uh, I know. My uh, my uh, my dog is is very worked up. I'm guessing well, my, my laptop thing, is here. I my don't thing know. is Portland Sutton has great tape. Even Deshaun Hamilton. Now I guess the wide receiver too. Great tape. I mean, they were doing good with Joe Flacco. They were good doing good last year with a quarterback for Denver. I can't even remember who it was. So what is this whole their passing game is going to die? Like, sure, Brandon Allen could suck, but welcome to Denver. You know, we had a geriatric Peyton Manning lead us to a Super Bowl. So I just, come on, guys, step up. You guys got to be the team leaders. Like, do some stuff here. Don't just go off and fizzle because your quarterback can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Come on, man. (laughs) Let's get open in the first second. Grow up. Grow up, guys. Literally grow up. Uh, Denver wide receivers get taller, get taller, get faster, get, get a better quarterback. All right. Next one up green Bay at the chargers, 48 and a half point over under green Bay's three and a half point favorites. And, uh, Mike wants to know that if Devonte Adams plays, what will be going on with him? Yeah. And after doing some research, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that Devonte Adams is going to have a really good game coming back, but you know, I don't think so. I think the Chargers' defense, even though they're they're pretty banged up and been giving up a lot of yards, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to spread this ball around to almost anybody. It's it's going to be like a Jacoby Brissett kind of game where whoever is open, he's going to throw the ball to. But Adams is Devontae Adams. He he is a great wide receiver. So I think he's going to get um, about five receptions, sixty yards, and a touchdown. Wow, five for sixty, huh? Yeah. Okay, you you're very bullish on everybody scoring touchdowns in your predictions. I like it. I like the I like all the scoring. Me too. Hopefully, it all works out. Yeah, should be should be good. Um, well, Evan's checking to see if it's going to work out for uh, Keenan Allen this week. Yeah, I mean, first Mike Williams poops too much. And now Keenan Allen hasn't scored in five weeks and hasn't crossed double digits in half PPR in five weeks. And it's like, is IBS contagious? Is that what's going on here? Was there a fecal transfusion? What's going on? That's it. I can do more scatological jokes if you want, but that's, I feel. I was just letting it hang in the air. I, I I was just trying to see how long you could twist in the wind with that. Yeah, <laughs> I have my mic on mute, on mute and everything. Just, just letting you, letting you twist in the wind. I had to research. Uh, I'm like, what is a disease where you poop too much? So that's my Google search history right now. Dys- dysentery? Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Oregon Trail style? 
We've died of dysentery. My question is, is uh, when is Melvin Gordon ending his holdout? Because, uh, you know, Too soon. I heard rumors. A man has died, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> I heard Do rumors he was coming respect? back. Yeah, I heard that he was coming back in week five. And there's this M. Gordon that keeps showing up in the, the Chargers stat sheet. But, like, he's got, like, 12 for 31, 8 for 18, 16 for 32, 8 for 31. That can't be Melvin Gordon, right? I, I, when is he coming back? Hopefully not, because I'm firing up my Austin Ecklers each and every week. Yeah, so, uh, um, I mean, hopefully for, for, for Melvin Gordon owners, this is the week that he finally, you know, he finally reports to the Chargers. Because whoever this M. Gordon guy that's getting all this run, uh, he's not he's not uh, uh, up to snuff for the, uh, the Chargers so far. I feel bad because on message boards, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, complaining about Melvin Gordon, and then people are like, well, why did you draft such a high-risk guy so high? They're like, dude, I drafted in July. Okay, leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you couldn't have expected this sort of situation fr- from Melvin Gordon. So, All right, next one up. New England at Baltimore. 45.5 point over-under. New England three-point favorites. Mike, you have the spiciest take on this game. Proceed. Yeah, I'm... I'm well, so... I, I I officially do not believe that Lamar Jackson is a pro-worthy, and I never have believed that Lamar Jackson's a pro-worthy quarterback. He is just an over-glorified running back. And with this Patriots defense, I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of situations where he is exactly that, um, someone who can't throw the ball, and is going to be boxed in because that Patriots defense is just phenomenal, unbelievable. And we're going to see a lot of what happened to him in the playoffs uh, last season where he just got destroyed. So, yeah, I, 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 and I think that once once that happens and he gets destroyed, every, Twitterverse is just going to go ballistic. Well, I never thought that Lamar Jackson was anything. And, oh, my God, he can't even run. And. All this other stuff. Have you looked at his passing numbers over the last four weeks? He hasn't done anything. So none of that's true. Lamar Jackson's a good fantasy quarterback, but you know, in the real world, forget about it. Uh, I mean, in, in the traditional Peyton Manning sense, I would have to agree with you that he's not the standard uh, NFL quarterback, but I, I think he's kind of quarterback 2.0. You know, it's not statues out there anymore, so... We'll see how that goes, um, but I do kind of agree that he's not a uh, your uh, your standard uh, Peyton Manning uh, stand in the pocket, stand tall in the pocket type quarterback. So we'll see how badly uh, the New England ba- uh, beats him down. Um, but um, I'm glad you still think he's a good fantasy quarterback. So I was wondering if you were thinking that the bottom was going to drop out from him. I was going to have have to take beef with that because <laughs> the running gives him such a good floor, you know? Yeah, no, he's he's a. I would say he's probably a top five top seven fantasy quarterback but he's he's definitely not any anything as far as a i mean he's rg3 he's rg3 without the injury wow okay okay all right so um uh evan i honestly don't understand what the grammar of your question is can you new england can you make fantasy starters against a not horrible team you know i'm leaning on your defense I'm leaning on your ability to feed Michelle. Ah, that's what it is. To feed Edelman. But now we actually are playing a team that's not horrible. Can I still lean on Michelle, Edelman, and your defense? If not, we got 
we got a big problem here. You know, me and Bill Belichick have beef and fantasy for years. He just doesn't know it. And uh, so I just, I just want to know I can depend on these guys in fantasy. This is the test. And or if not, you, uh, you, I don't know what to do. You and Belichick are going to have words otherwise? Uh, well, I'll have words at him on Twitter, and he will continue to not respond because he's <laughs> out shook. Because he's shook. He's too scared of you, Evan. Yep. All right. Next game. Uh, my question is, uh, I want to know if the New England DST is really this good or if they were just uh, uh, taking out trash fire teams, uh, just real uh, real dumpster fires of, of offenses that they've been taking advantage of. Because, I mean, they've been above and beyond the best DST. I'm not saying that they're good or that they're not good. Because they're the best DST of all time. Let's be clear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're like far and beyond the best DST of all time. But they've played the Steelers, uh, the Dolphins, the Jets twice, Buffalo, Washington, the Giants, and the Browns. So, um, you know, I want to know if uh, they've they've been doing so well because they're far and away the best DST of all time, which they might still be. But um, it may also be because they've been playing against dumpster fires. So we'll More see. than likely, it's the dumpster fires, which kills me because I've got a lot of shares of them. Nobody saw this coming. You look at them on paper and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just been absolutely bonkers uh, what they've done so far. So um, I'm curious to see I what they do. Just for the record, Beer for the Beer God did see this coming. Yeah, he's he is a uh, a deity of sorts. You know, he is the beer god. Um, so he can see the future um, in uh, beer-related matters. Monday Night Football, Dallas at the Giants. you got to get your requisite NFC East primetime game in there. It's a 48-point over-under. Dallas is 7.5-point favorites. And, um, Mike, it's a matchup of two guys that were going top four this week. So who do you, who do you got this week, Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley? That's what you want to see. Yeah, and I, I think this is going to be a great game just based on those two players alone. I it's I think it's a tough call, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Zeke in this game. I, I think that the Cowboys are going to, you know, beat down the Giants and they're going to start running the ball even more to control that clock. And so by the end of the game, I really think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to come out the winner in this fantasy competition. Evan, what do you think of that? Evan thinks I'm That's exactly right. Think like that. I think, first of all, you need to restate that in a different way for me to even parse it. All right, Evan, because you definitely weren't away from your computer. Uh, who do you think has a better day, Zeke or Saquon Barkley? Zeke. To score more. All right, and then that's, that's a great plan to have. What was that? Great problem to have, honestly. Yeah, if you're trying to decide between Zeke and Saquon Barkley, I'd say so. What about this Dak problem? Is that a good problem to have? I mean, a few a few weeks ago, uh, Dak Dak I have in a lot of leagues. I figure he's going to be consistent. Gets you some ground yards. Has an amazing offense. But then in week four, he lost me. He solely lost me uh, my big money league by putting up 6.62 against New Orleans. And I, I postulated that New Orleans is that great. But you 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 postulated that maybe Dak's not that great and likes to throw up on himself, which I, 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 in response to, blinked my red light and said, what are you talking about, Dave? And I just, <laughs> I need All right, Hal. him to, nice catch. I need him to, 
just continue to do this thing where every other game he has a floor of 18 points, maybe 21 points. He had 44 points against New York Giants week one. Okay? So just don't just do it. Just get like 15 points here. Because if you do, I, I did. I, I'm, I'm right. You, you, you're a consistent guy. If you don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with my life, with anything, with the universe itself. Like, what, what, just, just come on, Dak. I'm still scared. That's how shook you got me week four, despite that being your only low week. So I'm watching for Dak to see if I have to need to reevaluate my sure thing opinion of the Dallas Fantasy offense uh, outlook in general. All right. And so what I want to know is um, if uh, we can call Daniel Jones Danny Dimes again. And yeah. I, well, if yeah. I wasn't, if I wasn't, I was going to say no. Because Dallas gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So it's not something that I'm really, he had a big game last week. Um, he had four, uh, Four passing touchdowns, and uh, the, uh, the 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 New York media got spicy because uh, he had his first non-disastrous game in um, in five starts. But um, I don't think we're uh, this is a situation where you're going to be starting Daniel Jones this week. So um, I call him Danny Dime Bags because I find him on the street and get excited, and then disappointed when he turns out to be empty. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for the uh, the week nine preview. You boys got your DFS lineups ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fun. I like doing these. Yeah, it's fun. Even though Washington outlaws me actually betting on them, it is nice to crunch the numbers. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, do you have the uh, the stuff from uh, from before? Well, no, no. All right, we'll I get have, back to I that. Have, I, I do have week six because week seven we took a bye. Uh-huh. Week six, and I thought I had put in week eight as well, but I just have week six, so I'm gonna have to put in last week's. Uh, uh, information, which I thought I already did, but I didn't. That's all right. That's all right. So how do we, this, Mike? How, how we do week six? Yeah, how we do week six? Okay, so week six, I in the for the second week in a row, uh, considering week five, uh, one one forty five. I had one hundred forty five points. Wow, that's a good. That's a good. Yes. Good job. Evan had uh, one hundred twenty two points. And Mediocre. Jeff. Jeff for Evan, wow, you three weeks in a row, second place. And then Jeff, for the second time in two weeks, took up last at 105.2 points. Boy, howdy. I have not been doing well in this. Hmm. Well, at least I've been top three every week. Silver lining, silver lining. <laughs> Podium finish each and every week. That's right. I've been, I've been top three. So, uh, Mike, why don't you, why don't you uh, read us off? Uh, what, how, how's your lineup going to look this week? You know, I went back and forth on the quarterback between uh, Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson, uh, back and forth, in and out, lineup, boom, 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 boom. But I decided to go with Jameis Winston at 7,500, who coincidentally plays the Seattle Seahawks. What's the penalty for interceptions? Two. All right, what's the what's what's the uh let, let's hear the rest of your lineup, Mike. Um, so Derrick Henry. All right, all right. Against that Carolina rush defense that is pretty bad, and a Josh Jacobs. We talked about him. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Tampa Bay, of course, easy. Robbie Anderson is my cheap guy on the week. Uh, 
Miami Dolphins. I, I think they're uh, at least once. I, I see that uh, Darnold's going to go deep and, and hit Robbie Anderson, and then Chris Godwin can't pass up Chris Godwin. Last last week was Mike Evans. This week is definitely going to be Chris Godwin. Hunter Henry uh, plays against the Packers. Even though that Packers defense, that secondary is really good, they struggle against tight ends and. Hunter Henry is one of the better tight ends in football, so mm-hmm. I think that was pretty pretty good call. And then Mark Walton, as we talked about earlier, 5,700, one of my cheapies for flex. And this might surprise people, but I went with the Cleveland Browns defense at 4,300. Wow, that's a good one. I uh, I, I, I like I, – we have some stuff in common and some guys that I was flipping in and out of my lineup. I so. am 100% sure Jeff and I have the same flex. All right, run it back, Mike. Let's hear that again. Jameis Winston, quarterback. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs at running back. Wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, Robbie Anderson, and Chris Godwin. Tight end, Hunter Henry, Flex, Mark Walton, and a defense, the Cleveland Browns. All right. Sorry, this is what I'm supposed to say. I'm 100% sure Jeff and I have the same... Flex, having not talked to him at all. I've never met this man before, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Who is this man? Who is this? I don't know who this is. Just right. guy I pulled from the audience. Yeah. So, all right, Evan, who's your squad? Uh, I like Kirk Cousins against Kansas City for 7,800. Seems like a safe play in quarterback. I don't want to lose it on quarterback. Uh, give me the red-hot Aaron Jones for 7,700. You know? They're playing the Chargers. Who don't care? Uh Josh Jacobs for 7,200. It's my other running back. It's like like Mike said, that's going to be a, a run train. Uh, I like Diggs. Well, I wrote Ty, I wrote I wrote Tay Diggs. I like <laughs> Stephon Diggs. That's why they I like Stephon Diggs at 7,900. I like Kenny Galladay at 7,600. And I just need somebody. So give me John Brown for 6,200. This was the last guy I thought of, so I didn't even care. I just looked at the thing. Uh, give me John New for 5500 And uh, for the defense, I'll take me some Seattle against Mike's quarterback for 4900 As for my flex, I think it's pretty obvious, at least from how I think. Jalen Samuels, 5100 Yes, sir. Wait, I don't know what you're working with. Jalen Samuels is five grand. Oh, nice. Well, I'll spend that 100 at the club. At the club, get those, get that bottle above Evan. Yep. So, so Evan was correct. We do have the same flex. That's why I knew exactly. I, I 100% knew. Like, uh, we we dumpster dive for our flex. There's always some weird injury. So just for yeah, that, quarterback cousin 7800. Running back Aaron Jones 7700. Running back Josh Jacobs 7200. Wide receiver Galladay 7600. Wide receiver Diggs, not Tay, but Stefan 7900. Wide receiver. <laughs> John Brown, 6,200. Tight end, John New, 5,500. Flex, Samuels, Jalen, 5,100. Defense, Seattle, Seahawks, 4,900. Not to be confused with the Seattle Dragons. Who uh, um, maybe Antonio Brown will play for soon. All right. We'll watch that. You guys ready for this last last place lineup? Samuels is flex. You're going to beat Mike at least. (laughs) uh so are you guys ready for this huge dumpster fire that's going to end up in last place again i'm ready for the last place lineup absolutely all right Uh, all right all right so 
We got at quarterback, 7,100 bucks. Absolutely victimizing. Evans, Oakland Raiders. We got Matty Stafford. At running back, I had Christian McCaffrey here. I had to spend down to get um, some other guys in there. So I got Dalvin Cook at running back. I got Jamal Williams, who was a running back one last week. I think he'll keep it rolling for 5,400. Stefan Diggs. Uh, will he make it four straight games of at least 140 receiving yards? I sure hope so. 7,900 bucks. Robbie Anderson going to victimize, going to crush this Miami Dolphins defense. 6,200 bucks. Allen Robinson, awful Philly secondary. 7,200 bucks. Mr. HH, Hunter Henry. Mike, was that you who had Hunter Henry? Yes, sir. Yeah, 6,400 bucks. Great call. Love where your head's out there. Jalen Samuels, five grand. And I paid up. Five grand. Bills DST. As soon as I pulled up those Dwayne Haskins stats, I said, oh, boy. I had the Browns in there. Oh, see, I wish I would have known I had another 100. I would have upgraded Seattle 100 to to Bills. Uh, I'll allow it. Shoot, I'll allow it. No, no, I can't get my information from you. That's not fair. Uh, I just worried that you don't have Galladay since you have Stafford. I had Galladay. I had to work some stuff around, um, and then it ended up Robbie Anderson, I think, will have a bigger game than Galladay. So um, I'm trying to get away from the stat because that's why I keep ending up in last place. So um, I'm trying to uh, diversify my diversify my lineup a little bit. Yeah, that that's exactly what uh, I I did wrong in the first like whatever five six weeks was I was just stats and yeah didn't work out for me either. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's what's happening with uh, with me is that uh, I'm uh, I'm stacking so I'm trying to get away from it. So, all right, boys, that's another week in the books. Unless you guys got anything to add on this one. I rule. All right, Mike rules. All right, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. This has been the Week 9 Football Absurdity Podcast. Uh, um, Thanks for listening. I'm absolutely nailing the dismount. For Mike, for Evan, this has been Jeff. Thanks for listening for the third time, and you have a great evening.